I think a library is really hot. It just has to be like a specific kind of library. I think a library is hot when you're in college. I think now if we went and fucked at a library, <laughs> that is called ending up on the sex offender registry. And that's not something I am interested in at this point. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. We have an amazing read for you guys today, but before we get into it, we were not here last week. Um, Sav and Seth were all in Europe, so before we get into The Gram Effect by Al Kennedy, Sav, how are you? I am good. I'm exhausted. We got back at like 8.30 p.m. last night from 11 days abroad, and I've been thinking of like doing a bit of like Girl Comes Back from Europe and like we took a tap like a taxi to get our car and you don't tip really in Europe and I thought about being like mm, sorry I've been in Europe and they don't tip <laughs> just that's like all the obnoxious <laughs> shit that I can say <laughs> so I think that's gonna be my bit for the next like three weeks is just like obnoxious girl comes back from her first trip abroad but it was great I have to say the Uggs were a power move I liked the Uggs I really did. It was not a planned. Okay, so I got these like waterproof because it was raining pretty much the whole week. Um, and I got these like waterproof Target shoes and they didn't have like a supportive sole. So every time I walked, my the like ball on my foot was like sponging down, if that makes sense. And like we walked 200,000 fucking steps in like 11 days. So I did three days in those shoes and I was like, I'm going to literally burn these. <laughs> like they were God awful. And I didn't bring sneakers. So I, I fucked up and I ended up wearing my fucking Uggs. I climbed the arch to triumph in those Uggs. I walked like everywhere in those goddamn Uggs. Were they comfortable? Until about day nine, I was really thriving. And then after that, I was like, I like my feet feel like they're going to fall off my body. But I think that's why like, people that aren't from the U.S. are hot because they walk everywhere. <laughs> like, it's just like, we don't have that. And I think that that's why foreigners are hot. <laughs> and I personally think that I would be like a whole different kind of person if I could walk everywhere. Yeah. I, I fucking love walking. I love walking. And I really wish I lived somewhere where I could just like walk to a coffee shop and just grab coffee like, I would personally thrive that way. Yeah. Walking and public transit. That's, like, pretty much all that we did. We took the Eurostar, which was fun. It was honestly really fun. I So we did Amsterdam, Bruges, Belgium, Paris, and then London. My official ranking is that Amsterdam was number one, then Bruges, then London. And then I'm going to say, like, anywhere else in the world that I've been and then Paris I didn't like Paris at all which feels so snobby to even be able to say that like it just wasn't my cup of tea but it just it just wasn't and that's okay but I loved everywhere else and honestly everybody was really nice like people talk about how rude people and like the French are they were so nice that was not my problem I just it just wasn't for me I want to go to Paris so badly but my boyfriend also was like, you're not going to like Paris. He was like, he's like, 
you're better off staying like the lighted Eiffel Tower that's like have in Vegas. Because he was just like, there's so many, like so much people there that you're just not. No, that I agree with that. Yeah, no, like I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I went. And like the Eiffel Tower honestly was cool. People say that like, it's not, the hype isn't there, but like the hype was there. Like it was pretty fucking cool. The Arch of Triumph was cool. Um, We went to Versailles. It was cold and pouring rain. And we had the worst tour guide in like the history of the world. And we had Seth's uncle, listen to this. We get on all the trains to get there. Seth has his uncle Jerry, who is the sweetest man, but he's like gotta be 70-ish. He's in that area and he has a cane. We get to the train at like on the way to Versailles and our tour guide looks at him and she goes, you will not make it. No, no. Literally looked at her. I was like, that is not helpful. (laughs) Like Versailles was something like it was cool to see it all. But I I mean, I think you should go. I don't think you should fucking go to Vegas and be like, (laughs) If any of you guys see me post a picture at the Eiffel Tower, just pretend it's one me. in Paris. My fucking mother-in-law, also in Paris, made us do a one of those like hop-on, hop-off buses where it's like <laughs> hop is open air. Okay, it was December twenty-first at night. It was so goddamn cold, and <laughs> they played the same like eight songs. So I got to a point where I was like deliriously cold and freezing and I just laughed for like two and a half hours. It got funnier and funnier every time I heard the same song over and over again. I saw the videos and I was like, I know they're cold. Seth was just like this. (laughs) But yeah, it was really fun. Seth and I are like the best little travel buddies. So I hope that like, I think that's something that you should really prioritize in a partner if you want to travel. Like I could backpack with him. And stay in, like, 100 square feet and be totally fine. In Amsterdam, we stayed on a houseboat, which was super fun. And, oh, my God, wait. This is the one thing that I, like, really need to rant about. Okay. What have you personally heard about the red light district? When people talk about the red light district, what do they say? Like, parties and, like, drugs and, like, prostitutes. Okay. Listen to this shit. Everyone talks about the. I was expecting, like, pussies flying from the ceiling in the red light district. <laughs> That's what I was expecting, okay? The women in the windows. One, it was very cool to see. Very, like, sex positive. I was honestly into it. I think it's great. And, like, what it does for their economy and what it does for, like, their attitude around sex. Fantastic. The women in the windows, every single one of them had clothes on. There was no naked bitches in the windows. They all had clothes on. Some of them had on, like, leggings and sweaters. Like, a skim set <laughs> that's what they were wearing and everyone talks about how like di- like how vile it is and whatever whatever and I'm like these women were fully clothed <laughs> like no not even a thong like ev- like bikini underwear at the least and the worst part of the red light district were the men visiting the red light district in groups like the girls themselves were so kind took me by surprise that's honestly really surprising because all you hear it's like yes it's like, supposed to be like it's supposed to be like sex basically yeah when you think yeah. of like the red light district it was I thought it was tame to be like I was like disappointed I was like Seth I wanted more like I wanted us to be propositioned I wanted to be like elbowing prostitutes to get out of there no that was not it at all okay that's pretty surprising mm-hmm 
That's pretty surprising. I think Amsterdam is definitely on the top of my list of places to go. It was awesome. We stayed on a houseboat. We walked everywhere. We were right across from the Tulip Museum. So I brought, oh, this is the other story that I would like to share. I brought tulips back to the States and they got through because we went, we flew out of London Heathrow. So we got through that fine. It was fine. So I'm going through security yesterday in Atlanta. After getting off my flight from London, you have to like, you know, you just like pop back into security, but you've already cleared. So like everything's fine. Okay. I had the tulips in my carry-on. <laughs> it was in my hard shell case, which like I had to sit on top of to close. Like I was like, oh no. So she goes to open it. I was like, that thing is like a time bomb. Like, I do not think we're going to be able to close it once you open it. And she looked at me and she's like, it's like a what? <laughs> It's like it's like a time and I was like oh fuck I'm so sorry but I just said the b word in the airport to a TSA that's so funny she was literally I felt bad she was afraid she was scared for her life and I was like oh I'm not a criminal I'm just fucking stupid I'm so sorry I was just trying to transport some tulips <laughs> so yeah it's my little travel recap so I love this time of year and the Atlanta weather like it has been cloudy and windy and like crunchy leaves so it's been very fall I had Thanksgiving break um all I did was lounge and just watch TV by the fireplace which now like brings a little bit of panic with stuff due this week but I just had not one ounce of motivation in my body currently I am watching hockey prime hockey Dallas hockey which fits with this book and I'm currently watching America's Next Top Model on Hulu. I'm on season 10. Some of, the, some of the photo shoots that they were doing in this show could not happen in 2023. So problematic. I love it. The episode I just watched was when they were, like, recreating being homeless. And I, I was like... One where they made them change races? <laughs> no, I have not seen that one. Oh my god, it was so it was like cancelable in 2015. That's how bad it was. So I I think that it's just like top TV and I'll throw on an episode of Gilmore Girls every now and then. So I've started really liking champagne. And so if you're in the Atlanta area and you want to have like a nice like dining experience, highly recommend going to Canoe. Mm-hmm. A million percent worth the type. Yeah, the select was good. The select not worth it not worth it as much as the canoe is worth it good to know and so and i can't wait to go back in the summer when it's like lighter for like longer because they have like a bunch of chairs outside because it's by the river and it's just it was just like a different experience but i ordered champagne at dinner so we get there and our reservations like not ready yet it's like we set the bar and i was like you know what i'm gonna order like a like some pink champagnes like house and rosé and I felt like such an it girl. And then we got to the table and like my glass was empty. I was like, I'll just, I'll just take another one. I'll just take another. So I think I've become a champagne girly. I used to hate champagne, but now it's like really growing on me. Okay, but you're, are you doing rosé, prosecco, or brut? Those are like the three groups. So I did at dinner brut rosé. Okay. I'm a brut girly. I don't like the sweet stuff because it yeah. feel like shit. Yeah, Brut Rosé was perfect after, like, that second glass was winding down. I was really just – I was feeling it. It was perfect. And then my last thing is, I, why didn't anybody tell me how stressful the holidays were when you are in a relationship? It's not even, like, where you're going to celebrate it. It's, like, who do I get? Do I get gifts for the whole family? 
food, da 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 da. And so it has just been, but I'm very lucky that we are not so like, so because Hanukkah is coming up, and usually the first day of Hanukkah is like really big. But we're celebrating with his parents, not on the first day, because that really stressed me out. Good. So now, but I'm just like, nobody told me how stressful this was. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Honestly, so. my mother-in-law is easier to get Christmas stuff for than my own mother. So I'm thankful for that. But Seth and I, because we've been, I mean, we have literally traveled. We've been home like three weekends, I think, since September. Like we have been on the go, which is so fun but also so expensive so I'm like I can maybe get you like a tortilla for Christmas like that's where we're at so we um I came up with a list you know the TikTok trend that people used to do where they would like go to Target and then be like this is something yeah yeah so we're kind of doing something similar to that and we gave each other a max limit but I think it's so fun so I'm gonna read it to you okay so We do our ornament exchange every year and it's normally funny, but this year we're going with a niche internet joke and I can share what mine is because Seth doesn't listen to the pod. You remember this year, the, the fight in Alabama with the fucking folding chair chair ornament, which I think is just prime. That's funny. That's funny. And then we're doing something in your favorite color, something that you want to see them wear, something that you can do together, and something that reminds you of them. That's a good list. That's really cute. Yeah, I'm excited. I think that'll be fun. That's really cute. I, for my shopping, I, my boyfriend gave me a list of five things, and I just picked from that list, but he didn't ask me for a list, but I was just like, where's your list? The audacity of men to say, Mm-mm, I don't need you to tell me what you want. I know. <laughs> what yeah. Fuck? I'm going to get his mom a nice little plant. Good. And call, Good. And, yeah. And call it a day. All right. If you're in the houseplant store and you need assistance, just call me. I'm always a face. Yeah. I'm going to get like a nice little succulent. I feel like we could do better than a succulent, but we can talk about this offline. <laughs> I love like gift giving. This this is where I fucking thrive. This is my time of year. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever the hell you celebrate. I do not care as long as you are celebrating. This is where I thrive. I'm so fucking excited. I've listened to Christmas music nonstop all day today. No, this is truly the perfect time. Like my last final is due next week. And it's just like, I just love the holidays. I almost wish that like the suburbs decorated as much as like the city decorated. Mm-hmm. But, like, put a big-ass tree. Like, put, like, you know, just, like, decorate a little bit. Just get into it. Get into the fucking season. I did read a little on the trip. I managed to read some on the planes and then trains and stuff. So I finished. Okay, first of all, before I even start, everyone needs to, if you're not Emily, if you are not <laughs> you are not Emily and you have a Spotify premium subscription, aka everyone in the fucking world but Emily, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They added audiobooks to Spotify and every chapter is like its own track. So it's super easy to listen to. Incredible, like super easy to navigate. I finally got to The Woman in Me, which is Britney Spears's memoir. It was fantastic. She doesn't read it, but the girl that did is like breathy and like kind of sounds like her, which I appreciated. Um, I love Britney Spears. I've loved her since I was a child. So I thought it was great. Gave it five stars. 
Then I read the Shepherd King series by Rachel Gillig. This is a must for the fantasy girlies. I can't even begin to explain it to you because it was high fantasy and there was like a whole world building scenario going on. But you get two love stories and two books. They're quick and easy reads. Would highly recommend. We read The Graham Effect, which I am elated to talk about. I'm still kicking my feet grinning thinking about it. And then I'm currently reading Unsteady, which is another hockey book because I finished Gigi and Ryder and I just like wasn't done. So I had to keep going. Um, And then I have about a billion Libby books because they all came available at once. So I have no idea what I'm going to do audiobook wise next, but that's what's going on with me. So I finished The Graham Effect, which we talked about today. And like, I love this book so much that I purposely read it slow because I didn't want it to finish. And just like Sav, I wanted to stay in the hockey world. So I am reading Unravel Me by Becca Mack, which is like her third book in the series. The first one was Consider Me and the second was like Play With Me. So this is like third in her book. And um, there's like, he's like falling for like a vet, which I think is like cool and different. So that is currently what I am reading. I also have on my docket Tessa Bailey's this time next year, which is like a New Year's romance. There's a lot of good things happening in the book world right now. I just don't know where to go. Um, also, I don't know if everybody saw the story that I posted on the podcast's Instagram, but Kroger has started selling a lot of books and they were all 15% off. Some of you were even 25% off. Like brand new, like Anna Huang was there, Tessa Bailey. So like actual books. And I honestly was like floored. Kroger slept on that's my that is my grocery store I know it's yours too yeah love Kroger <laughs> this is a Kroger household Kroger and Trader Joe's. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um okay do you want to get into it yep so getting into the Graham effect by L. Kennedy L. Kennedy is a New York Times USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling author she grew up in the suburbs of Toronto Ontario and holds a BA in English from York University From an early age, she knew she wanted to be a writer and actively began pursuing that dream when she was a teenager. Elle writes romantic suspense and contemporary romance for various publishers. She loves strong heroines and sexy alpha heroes and just enough heat and danger to keep things interesting. Books by Kennedy include the Briar U series, the Off Campus series, and the Avalon Bay series. Today we are going back to the Briar U universe where we meet the new generation of Briar U hockey royalty. And this week's dedication is for my family. So getting into it. So Gigi Graham is a star on the Briar U women's hockey team. Being born into hockey royalty has many drooling when they meet Gigi. But there is nothing that she wants more than to edge her own story in the hockey career world and not be in the shadow of her dad, Garrett. When Eastwood lost their accreditation, all sports teams merged with Briar U, including the men's hockey team. This brought the two teams together to fight for a limited amount of roster spots, but Luke Ryder was a lock-in since he was a top draft pick. Gigi wants to make Team USA, and Ryder wants to help coach Gigi's dad's hockey camp. This brings the two together, where Ryder gives Gigi lessons while Gigi hypes up Ryder to her dad. The two know what they want in life, but what they didn't expect is to fall for each other. The two cave, and their chemistry results in a steamy friends with benefits relationship that later blossoms into a spoon-worthy love story that they have to keep under lock and key. This book is fun, witty, spicy, and truly had us wanting to start over as soon as we finished. No third stage breakup, guys. 
amazing. Emily texted me this and I feel the same. Like I could, this is a book that I could immediately go back into and read again. It was so good. So I gave this five stars. I personally feel like this is a top five book of the year for me. All the feels. I loved both characters so much. Gigi was a little badass and I love that she was also an incredible athlete and not just Ryder, but Ryder like has my heart. I love watching quiet and like kind of cold and standoffish boys become massive softies and it was so sweet to see their love story come together I literally highlighted like this entire fucking book (laughs) like I would highlight on a page and then go to the next page and highlight again um it was impossible to read without connecting with something or like giggling or like smiling at it so I just ended up highlighting the whole damn book I really loved the mentions of past characters, but that we still gave Gigi Gigi and Ryder the chance to have their own story. I can't wait to see what comes next in the series because I feel like she doesn't just have to focus on the kids. She also like set up a whole another universe basically that she could keep building on. So I'm interested to see where she decides to go with this. However, if she would give me, per, just for me, please, Elle, this is a message personally to you from me. I would love a two boys, one girl book with Will and Beckett. I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> like, I would love to just sandwich myself in that room with them. Please, Elle, please. Like, I am begging. That's what I want next. Two things that literally made my jaw hit the floor for complete opposite, like on opposite sides sides of the emotional spectrum. His dad straight up murking his mom right in front of him. What? Did not see that coming. Did not see that at all. And there was zero allusion to it. Like you had no fucking idea until he says like, my mom, my dad shot my mom right in front of me. I was six. Floored. Baby boy, are you okay? So jaw on the floor, jaw also on the floor when Gigi goes down in that game and he says, that's my wife. Oh my God. I screamed. He's so fucking for real. I was gagged, like obsessed. He said, that's my fucking wife. Yes, it is. Another writer moment, like another, that's my wife moment when he and Colson are finally making up and like trying to be friends again. And he's like, I don't know, dude, like, you married my ex-girlfriend. Like, that's weird. He says, no, I married my wife. I had no words. I had no words. Kicking my fucking feet. Um, I also was, like, laughing out loud a lot in this. When Dean and Tucker give her the condoms and then the condoms <laughs> fall out of the bag and all the boys are like giving her shit. And then at one point she and Ryder are fucking and he's like, oh, sorry, I don't have a condom. Do you have your box of 5,000 that you can choose from? Like there were just, a, it was really dry humor, like quick wit back and forth, which I loved. The thing that personally had me in tears, I was cackling is the icebreakers because it is my professional job to be an icebreaker person and to force teams of college students to icebreak. And so I was fucking dying because this is what it's like. Like that is what it's like. And Ryder, when he's talking about this, he says, 
Every now and then a coach gets a bug up his ass that crawls its way to his brain and lays an egg that hatches into this big, bright idea that his team could benefit from some goddamn bonding experiences. Like, I was absolutely cackling. And then my last thing, when Hannah Wells comes to him and they're sitting in his college kitchen and like she's like I know that you love my daughter and like I also know that you don't have a like a mother figure and that was taken from you really early and he starts crying I was like I am not okay it was too much like I was literally crying when she was like I know that you're gonna be in our lives for a really long time I was just done for I forget, like, I did love that book, and I did love Garrett Graham, but she has always been the star of that show for me, and, like, still true to this day. I thought Garrett was kind of a dick for a lot of this. Like, he was a good dad, but her making the connection with him and just, like, I don't know, there's something so special about when you are with somebody and you become a part of their family and their family becomes a part of your life, you know, and her, like, extending the olive branch it was just really beautiful and I was literally on an airplane sobbing (laughs) like tears out my eyes I it was just perfect okay so I know I love the Briar U the off-campus series like Al Kennedy literally just like changed my life with this whole world and so I was a little scared to read this after reading the legacies the legacies like she did about the original Briar U couples, just like a catch up where they were. It wasn't the best hit. So I was very scared about reading this one, but I'm truly giving it a million stars. I really think it was just so fucking good. And I think there was a perfect amount of mentions about like the past characters. Like we got Dean, we got Jake, we got the girls of Briar U and their kids. And I'm totally fine if there's no more books about them. Like, I think we just, we saw where everybody is. Everybody's thriving. There doesn't have to be any more books about them. I think we'll probably get one about Dean's son, um, Bo, who is, like, because Gigi was, like, talking about how one of, like, the kids is going to come tour Briar U. So I think that they might get a book. But I would be perfectly fine if we don't get any more books about the older generation and we just start with, like, this new world. Okay. The condoms killed me. The condoms were so fucking funny. And when Dean, because Dean is probably, he's my favorite guy from that my that generation. He was like, you can't tell your dad. They're in the middle of this like diner. And I just thought it was just so funny. And again, like I, like going off what you said, I like that Garrett and Hannah did not have such an overwhelming presence in this book. Like this book was also like, was very much Gigi and Ryder's book. So getting into them, I think Gigi, 10 out of 10 main female character. And I think that she's a total badass. Like, women's hockey is so cool. And, like, women in women's hockey, you can't, like, check people. So you can't be so physical like you can be in, like, guys' hockey. So the fact that they're doing this without, like, hitting or, like, make, or like limiting their opponents, I just think it's so badass. She was witty and sarcastic. And I love that she just, like, went after what she wanted and she was unapologetic about it. And I like the conversations that she had with her friends about, like, exploring new kinks and just like enjoying sex more (sighs) Luke's my fucking writer I was so in love with this man from the start he was possessive hot protective funny and like he is just like a guy's guy like Ryder was just a guy's guy 
when we learned about what happened to his mom, shocked. When we learned that Owen is his brother, I was absolutely ugly crying when he was talking to Owen and being like, do you resent me? Because, like, when you see me, and he was like, I love you, little brother. And I was an uncontrollable mess. Sobbing. Yeah. It was just so sweet. And we found out because it's funny because Gigi was like, Owen McKay is the hottest player in the NHL. And for him to be Ryder's brother, I just thought that was pretty funny. I think he's a perfect human and like he would move oceans for Gigi. But I like that he didn't treat her different because she is a woman who plays hockey. Like during their training sessions, he didn't let up and like he was helping her how she needed. And he was being blunt because he was like, I know that this is like what you want. I fucking love the fact that they got married in Vegas. I love that aspect. And I also like love that we didn't like we didn't get to know about it until we had the where's my wife moment. Yes. Yes. That was probably my favorite part of them actually getting married is that we didn't fucking know about it. No. And I love that. And I because that us finding out that they got married, that was the perfect thing with her dad being right there. And he was like, the guy's like, you're not going on the ice. And he was like, he growled and he was like, that's my wife like I'm going on the ice and I was it was perfect and the fact that like they got like they weren't drunk like they were just happily in love with each other and wanted to get married and I ate that up there's no third stage breakup love them overcoming the communication issues like Gigi calling Ryder out on his bullshit about how he's not unwilling to communicate and then when she was giving him the silent treatment for a few days I loved it because I was like you guys are going to work on these problems I just, just like I said earlier, could not have been written any better. So how you said you want a Larson and Beckett book, I want a Traeger book so bad because I think that Traeger's book would be so hot. This is how I know that you have issues because he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> like, that is the one guy that nobody likes, Emily, and that's who you want to book about? <laughs> I want a book about Traeger. I am unapologetic that I want a book about him. I think that that is going to be such a hot book. And then the team bonding exercises fucking killed me. And the fact that like they're like <laughs> they were giving it back to the people. They're like, what do you mean you're not siblings? And like they're like, oh, we have like a no cuss words like rule. And they're like, we don't give a flying fuck. Like they were just so funny. And I like how with the other Briar U books, like the men's friendship is so highlighted in this book. Like when Case looked at Ryder and was like, I miss you, dude, sob. When they all rallied around him, when they found out like what happened with his um, mom, I just love the male friendships in this book. Him making up holidays to see her, I think was really fucking cute. Because you have this like alpha hockey player saying it's like National Cotton Candy Day. And I just, and this book was just perfect. I also really loved the like male friendships and how cute, like it was just peak boy, like the I'm aching for you group chat and the like, would you rather have this or this? Um, The like weird questioning conversations and the stupid time travel conversations. Like I was giggling, but I loved it so much because it was just like wholesome, weird boys being boys and I just really in like a good way you know what I mean it was just like cute and giggly it's yeah like, it's kind of how like I think we sometimes forget that guys are guys like when I go grocery shopping and I see a guy grocery shopping I'm like this is a little like yeah but I just think that it was just really wholesome because like these guys are like one of the best athletes but they're just like 
we're just gonna be each other's like friends and I just thought it was cute yeah I think it's sweet too Okay, I want to get into the spice because the spice was spicy. I think way more than Briar U. Way more than Briar U. So I think Briar U was the least spicy and the off-campus ones got spicier. But this, I was shocked at the spiciness of this one. It was incredible. I'm giving it two peppers. I gave it two and a half peppers. I am just in love with this man like, okay, let me, I have a couple of things to discuss. When they're fucking, he says, that's it. Ryder encourages roughly, show me how much you want it. Take what you need. So I do. I ride him while he palms my breast and squeezes, rubbing my nipples with his thumbs. I moan his name as a tight knot of pleasure gathers in my core. Approval fills his eyes. Yes, keep saying my name. I want everyone in the building to know who's making you feel this way. And then after this, when he comes, he says, you're a goddamn dream. The way that I would never recover from your goddamn dream. Your goddamn <laughs> dream had me on the floor. <laughs> when they go to bang for the first time, he gets her completely naked. He still has clothes on. I'm discovering that this is a new kink for me in a book. Love that. And he's just staring at her. And Gigi's like, what are you doing? And he says, looking my fill, you have no idea how incredible you are. Spread your legs wider. Let me see you. The first time they're having sex. The first time. Also, when they're having sex, he, the first time, he asks if she can come from penetration alone. And she says, probably no, I need to touch my clit. Which, let's just, let's be honest here. A man recognizing that women don't come from penetration alone is sexy knowledge hot anyway (laughs) he says yeah do it let me watch do it show me he urges he's watching himself fuck me watching me touch myself you take me so good he says in approval (sighs) damn it and then the library scene all right let's let's get some things clear i i'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast about a year ago. I'm going to bring it up again because I do think that it has officially become a kink of mine. Someone being able to hear me while I'm having sex. I told you all about my weird neighbor. He's since moved out. But I know that that man used to take his trash out and hear us fuck, which, (laughs) you know, whatever tickles your fancy. I thought it was great. So when he's going down on her in the fucking library and Shane is outside the door and he says, better come now, Giselle, they're starting to talk. Blown away. Absolutely blown away. I blown away going off. So I gave it two peppers and um, going to one of my quotes, like is going off the library scene. He said, no, I said I wasn't going to fuck you. I didn't say I wasn't going to do anything else. Goodbye. Um, When he says, I mean, when dessert is your pussy, I'll eat it any day of the month. And then he goes, what if I came over and helped you sometime? Fucked you with my fingers while you rubbed your clip. Okay. I had to talk about the two, like, possible exhibitions, like, scenes. The theater scene and the sauna scene. The sauna mm. scene, I think, like, altered my brain chemistry a little bit. But the theater scene. So she only agreed to go on a date with him if she took if he took her to the opera. She was, like, fucking with him. And he, like, actually took her to the opera. 
And so he was like, like making a comment, like, I'm not the one that's like getting like wet and like making a mess of her seat. And she goes, I'm wearing underwear. And he was like, yeah, speaking of those, they're a problem. Take them off. So they're in the theater. They're in their box. Like they're in public. And she goes, Ryder chokes my pussy until I'm quivering in my chair, a live wire about to explode. He pushes his fingers inside me, hitting spots that make me impossibly wetter, bringing me closer and closer toward orgasm. His lips are at my ear again. Say my name when you come. <laughs> like, I had no words. I had no words. And then I have to talk about the sauna scene because yeah, like, once again, that altered my brain chemistry. Yeah. So they do like an ice bath together, right? And so them doing the sauna is so risky because all athletes have like access to this, like to the arena, to everything. And he goes, with her ass jutted out, she's all but presenting her sculpted body to me. At my mercy, I want to maul her. He I asks, want to maul her. I want to maul her. Right? I want a tattoo that says I want to maul her. Like, how do you recover from that? I simply <laughs> do not know. And then, so he asks her, I like how talkative he is. Only in the bedroom. And then yes. when he's in love with her. Yes. Like, he is just, like, at, it's, like, 21 questions. And he goes, you want to be used? And she was, like, mm-hmm. And he was, like, yeah, you want me to take what I want from this hot, tight body? You're going to bend over like a good girl while I get off inside you? Maybe I won't even let you come. Maybe this one is all about me. Run free in my head. When he said that maybe I won't even let you come, maybe this one's all about me, what could have been hotter? I want to maul her personally for me it was hotter I want to maul her altered my brain chemistry like that was he was delicious I want to eat that man up and like it just had like the steam from the sauna I was just like I personally because you guys know icebreakers has a special place in my heart I think I'm putting this above icebreakers I'm honestly so shocked I think I'm putting this one above icebreakers I don't know that I could rent like I don't know they're so different to me because I feel like Stassi and Gigi are so different that's true and Nate Hawkins and Ryder are also very different because Nate Hawkins was a golden retriever how about uh, this I want all of them in one room and me <laughs> <laughs> let me in the middle put me in coach you know (laughs) i think that this is a good opportunity to segue to discussion questions yeah because if you could have public sex where would it be i really had to think like long and hard about this one i think that i think the sauna really sold me okay this is where i'm anti-sauna I cannot say her name. Do you remember one of our sorority sisters? I'm going to bleep it out. (laughs) She got a stab infection in her eye from going to the sauna and then wiping her eye. And now I'm like, was it cum? Was it just the sauna? Like, I think it's too hot in there, Emily. It's too hot. Shit be spreading. Like, I'm nervous about the sauna. See, I didn't go in depth about this. I didn't go into, I didn't like go like thinking in depth. I never I went in another think, sauna again after she got that fucking staph infection in her eye. I still think, because I've never had car sex, I still think like the back seat of like a limo or something while like 
you're going somewhere, that would be my dream. Mm. I don't really know where I would want to have public sex because I, well, clearly we've discovered some things about me (laughs) in the the timeline of recording this podcast. And I would want to be somewhere where like the opportunity to get caught is pretty high or like people are around and they know that you're fucking and they're like either listening and not like, I don't want to do it at like a sex club. I'm talking like an everyday type of situation like the library or like I sucked a dick in a movie theater once <laughs> like maybe something something to that tune <laughs> I think the library is really hot it just has to be like a specific kind of library I think a library is hot when you're in college I think now if we went and fucked at a library <laughs> that is called ending up on the sex offender registry <laughs> and that's not something I am interested in at this point <laughs> I think I'm going to because the sauna kind of scared me now and I'm an avid goer I like I go to the sauna all the time I'm so sorry if I ruined the sauna but my sauna is connected to like the pool so there's no way anybody could have sex in that sauna because like the lifeguard is right there see that's hotter to me so then you have like the like the swimming lessons are right there with children yeah See, this is where I get I get freaky. I don't want any children to be around. Yeah, I think if it's like an adult, okay, I'm gonna split. Okay, okay, okay. Clean slate. If there's something like the Viola Club that we read about in like Anna Flame's mm. books, I would have sex in like a public area in like one of those books. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, totally fair. Side note: Our Airbnb in Paris was next to a swinger club. And I really was thinking about it, but we were with Judy, like we were in the same Airbnb um, as Judy. And I didn't know how, like I, that would have been a lot to navigate. You know what I mean? And it was also like kind of private. So I didn't know if you could just like stumble in, but they are out there. They do exist. And they say, well, we, we have discovered that there, there is a sex club in Atlanta and I yeah. drive by it a lot going to school. And at sometimes at 9am, parking lot is full which is interesting yeah I mean morning sex is real you know Start yeah. the day off right. I thought the butterfly garden was so fucking cool so Gigi's happy place was the butterfly garden what's a local place you go to that helps mellow you out my idea of like local I first of all if we have if I lived in Atlanta like closer to the aquarium it would 100% be the Georgia aquarium I fucking y'all know I love taking edibles going to the aquarium beautiful experience um and I now want to join a butterfly garden that is so fucking cool I love that she did that so my two are the houseplant aisles at Home Depot that always calms me down and going through TJ Maxx (laughs) which it's sometimes bad because sometimes you black out and then your cart's full and you're like, what the fuck? But yeah. So I want to become, because I love the botanical gardens that we have here. And I looked at becoming a member and it's so expensive. Like it is just like too expensive for that to be like a mellow out place. But we have a local airport, um, the Petri Cab Airport, and they have like swings outside. And there's a lot of places where you can like sit outside and like watch like the planes go. So that's kind of where I like to go to help mellow, Ooh, mellow me out. That's a good one. TJ Maxx gives me too much anxiety. Okay. TJ Maxx 
I have to be in the right state of mind. Like if I want to get lost, I go to TJ Maxx. If I am like overwhelmed, then I go to the plants. Yeah. Okay. Getting into our favorite segment of how we view Ryder. I found this man on Instagram and his name is Richard Deese. Let me look it up. Look him up. D-E-I-S-S. For all you listening at home, because sometimes I forget that this isn't just us FaceTiming one another talking about books. Oh, he's fine. Isn't he hot? Yeah, he is. That's how I viewed him. I think that he's the type of guy who, like, doesn't say a lot, but when he does, people are, like, hanging on to every word that he's saying. I also think that he would be, like, the Kirk Cousins of the NHL. Incredibly well-liked, super well-respected, not flashy, just, like, happy to be playing the sport that he loves I think that he supports you to make your dreams come true and it's not just all about him he looks absolutely delicious in a pair of sweats and a hoodie gets a tattoo of your initials on his chest I can also see him being big into sexting like during away games and on the road and stuff and ultimately just giving big Joe Burrow energy keeps buying you flowers for random holidays always just like a a gem a dime and a half so I view him as Matthew Mees from the Toronto Maple Leaves. So his last name is K-N-I-E-S, if you'll come up on Instagram. Okay, let me let me confirm. Oh, he's hot. Like it certified. Was- certified. <laughs> in my opinion, he is the man who's running at 5 a.m. in the backwards hat and the full Lulu. Like I think that this just envisions Ryder perfectly before he hits the weights. He eats, breathes, and sleeps hockey, but he will drop everything in a heartbeat for you. He prefers buying you flowers from the farmer's market over the grocery store and, like, always cooks dinner when he's home. Like, I feel like Ryder is a big farmer's market guy. I don't know why it comes to my mind, but in the offseason, he volunteer coaches, like, a local rec league, and he wins the NHL award for the player he does the most for his community, like, every year. Deep down, he is really goofy, and he's always cracking dad jokes, but only to you, so you'll laugh. He treats you like a princess outside of the bedroom, but in the bedroom, he becomes, like, a different person. And I feel like he is always doing interviews. So, I feel like that is brighter to me. We love him. So, getting into our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid, I think you guys can guess where Stav and I are going to put writer. But um, we have our proven boyfriend pyramids at the bottom. We have ultimate friends with benefits. Could be the one, could not be the one. You could be telling your friends, could not be telling your friends. Could just be like a fun time, like in like your life. And then from there, you have meet the parent. So he could be the one that you guys end up together. Could just be the right guy in the season. And then you have white picket fence where you guys are have living in the suburbs. You have the house with the fence and the dog. And then at the top, you have God tier where there is just some extra like oomph and like there are in the God tier category. So Sav, where are you putting Ryder? I am putting Ryder at God tier, obviously. No, I don't need to explain. I've already explained. What about you? God tier. God tier, God tier, God tier. Chef's kiss. I think it's even better because like if you've been here for a while, like Dallas is my team. Like, I have four Dallas Stars jerseys. So oh, like my God. He, I didn't even fucking make that connection. Yeah, and so, like, the fact, like, he got drafted by the Stars, I was just, like... Mm. And the thing is, is, like, in her author's note, she, like, writes about how 
like stuff with like hockey and like honestly like this was pretty accurate so I liked how the author said she was like I changed some things to like make the the team timelines coincide like mm-hmm. I think homegirl knows what the fuck she's talking about which I like yeah because that's the thing like, a lot of people don't realize so like, with hockey if you're a first round draft pick instead of going to the minors you can play college hockey and that gets rid of the time that you have to be in the minors which is why a lot of them when they finish college or they like after their sophomore year they go straight into the pros because they burned off the minors from playing in college oh interesting Mm -hmm. you could write a hockey book i really could get to it yeah (laughs) i posted my on my story posted like my postable link for people Uh to add their addresses i think Um, i'm gonna do that you should. It's honestly amazing because I always lose people's addresses. But this girl said, even to strangers, Loki, feel like I know you because of how much I listen to the podcast and forgot that I'm just a stranger to you too. But I would Aww. actually be quite nice. It would actually be quite nice to see the Christmas card if you're up for it. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Cool. I like I really do forget sometimes that like real people listen to this and it's not just our friends. Yeah. Like, I, like, Rosie and I follow each other, like, on our main Instagram. Yeah. And, like, she's always hyping me up. So, I love Christmas cards. If anybody listening to this wants to get one or wants to send me theirs, just slide into the DMs. Okay. Next week, we are going to get holiday-ish. I don't know that we're going to get Christmas-y or if we're going to get Hanukkah-y because Hanukkah starts on December 7th. So... We're going to read A Holly Jolly Ever After by Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy. They teamed up and wrote A Holiday Romance last year that was apparently supreme. And so we're going to read the second that they wrote together. From my understanding, it's not a series. So you don't have to read the first one to read the second one. And it's a Jewish hero. So look at us. Hashtag diversity <laughs> to celebrate Hanukkah. Um, and... We haven't read it, but I'm thinking it's going to be great. I have really good feelings about this. So we will see y'all next week to get in the spirit. Bye, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and talk to you guys next week. Bye.